Welcome to the Behind the Scenes podcast for Westside post episode eight, but it's not going to really matter um, whether it was post episode anything because today we're talking about something which just covers, blanket covers, both Outrageous Fortune and Westside, and that's the art director. We have him on the end of a leash in a studio, um, and we're going to grill him. Craig Wilson, welcome along. Hi there, Graham. How, through what um, eras of this whole idea of West Side and Outrageous Fortune have you been responsible for what's been in plain view? Well, um, uh, most of the hard work is done by Clayton, the designer, who sort of oversees the entire art department, and has, he's got an eye on everything. Okay. Um, so in terms of my job, what I'm looking at is each episode. So I'll get an episode, I'll break that down into what's required for each scene. Mm. Rita pulls up in her car, Ted's there, he's, you know, he's been doing the lawns, um, he gets a, uh, a newspaper out of the mailbox. So Rita's car, that's sourced, that's been, um, sourced by, uh, Clayton and it's sort of era appropriate. We had that beautiful purple machine, which, sorry, it fails me what it was, mm. I'm not Totally the car guy, but luckily uh, we have Elliot on the shows who was the car guy and managed to source some amazing vehicles. Uh, then we, um, the letterbox, which has been stolen a couple of times when it was on Outrageous, is something that we bring in ourselves now. And then we replace <laughs> the one that's there. And the poor woman is very tolerant who uh, owns the West House, but she's very much used to people stopping and taking photos because it's a very iconic sort of building. Um, and so then the newspaper, my wife does graphics, so she would have produced a newspaper that's area, you know, appropriate. Can you produce it on newsprint? Yes, we can. So that's just printed on newsprint. Uh, it's all set up on a computer, of course. Mm. We haven't got clearance for uh, any of the papers from the day. Like the Auckland Star would have been, of course, something that we could have used. Yeah. But that sort of thing is it's sort of hard to get permission for. And also, uh, why it's dead? Well, it's dead, but also we are, you know, creating headlines maybe that aren't something that that paper would want to see or fictional. So I'm not completely sure how that works. A lot of that stuff is. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's run through the uh, the lawyer. So anything you see on screen will be gone. Uh, goes to a law department and they'll check it out. Mm. Um, so those are little things that we sort of look after. Anything that the character will interact with or will touch or anything you'll see on screen will be the art department. Um, and my, so, in yeah. the scene you described, yeah, um, you need a messport iron horse or something. Exactly, exactly. So, the first step for that sort of thing is: does anyone in the department have one? Yeah, and and then it's like, does anyone in the department's parent have one? Yep. because we're looking at sort of uh, with Westside, we just approached the eighties, mm. um, which is great. Well, you go, go a Victor. Well, exactly, and that's my era. That's when I would have been out in Dad's back lawn, you know, waiting for Machandy after I'd done the, yeah. the lawns in sort of you know nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty two. Um, yeah, and, and so, so we can't find that lawnmower, none of us have it, so then you start to look at shops, etc., etc., are there places that hire them out, mm. you know, yeah. um, there's not a lot of money, so it's always preferable to hire something or to borrow it and just give a gratuity, some beers or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, with accessing stuff for the various scenes, how broad do you have to look? 
You could go to first scene, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, party hire. I don't. I don't know. But how broad do you have to look? Do you have to go to museums or secondhand shops? A lot of secondhand shops. Um, and there's a lot of places as you sort of like get out of the Auckland Central area that will have little nuggets and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. But there's also things that defeat you, like I was determined to find one of the classical Robert Muldoon um, money boxes. Oh. Which, um, you know, sort of certain era of people will remember. Um, and that kind of, th- I, I came across, you know, I, we couldn't find one. And, um, but I guess the biggest thing these days is trade me. I mean, that way oh God, yeah, you're course. online, you know, instantly you've, you've defined what you're looking for. Is it glassware? Is uh, it, you know... Um, didn't you ask Paul Cassidy if you could borrow his Muldoon money box? <laughs> Bloody hell. Far out. I had a Nelson Manda- free Nelson Mandela mug that oh, I was, I was given by D- Dick Cuthbert. I was very proud of it and somebody yeah. nicked it. Yeah. All right. Uh, other things. Fake cigs. How do you make them? Well, uh, for the tailor-maids, uh, we use honey rose, which are completely herbal, and they're a gift to us because the filters look the same. Okay. Smokes almost the same. Maybe it's not quite as blue as you'd have with a cigarette. Yeah. Um, they also do a rolly mix, which is what we use for marijuana. Yeah. Um, and um, if we needed to, like in the first series, we had a bust with a Welsh character. It got busted with a whole lot of ounces. Uh. And uh, that was sphagnum moss rolled in PVA after it had been dyed in uh, Oh, yeah, that green would be quite convincing, color. wouldn't it? Yeah. Not that just, no. No, no, same, no. Um, I've, I've heard about it. Um, and uh, so then we just stuck that to sticks, you know, let it dry, and you've got a kind of okay-looking sort of cannabis. Yeah. It was the last era of Buddha sticks too, yes, wasn't it? Yes, I believe, yeah. Yeah, you go for real street cred, <laughs> um, correct for the time thing. Uh, what about the packaging for the cigarettes? You can't do that, can you? No, Since Helen Clark, even you can't even name your kid Peter Stuyvesant. No, which is a shame. Um, but uh, no, so that once again is handled by graphics. So any packaging that we can't get permission for um, will be, you know, done in the style of the era. Yeah. You know, there'll be no barcodes or blah 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 that kind of thing. Um, and then we just have to come up with a name, which is one of the fun parts of the job. You know, sit around the office and decide. What you call a packet of cigarettes or Laramie. a bottle of wine or something? Laramie is the yeah. TV uh, default setting, isn't yeah. it? Like, ever yeah. since The Simpsons. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, the, I'm surprised you had to like when you produced the newspaper, you had to take it through the lawyers so your headlines weren't going to stop the earth orbiting. What about booze um, labelling and the, booze branding? Well, that's something we've never touched ourselves I think it's quite a convoluted process and also you don't want to be seen promoting a certain brand of alcohol oh really um, so once again we come up with a fake name um, oh, okay. my wife will do a whole lot of graphics for Line it Stager. yeah exactly something like that you know and uh, but try and make it um, as authentic as possible and on the last series on Trade Me, we managed to get a whole lot of classic DB, the actual hardcore tin cans. Oh, yeah. Which the was ones that you couldn't crush. The ones that you couldn't crush. Like the white Steinlager ones. With the tear, ones. with the dangerous tear cab, you know, tear yeah. tab that you'd drop in the thing. And, but we, right. But we, um, we labelled them. So they had a sticker put across them, but we actually had the authentic cans. Okay. Yeah. What about things uh, like old copies of Rip It Up or student that magazines? Because sort of people have, keep them. Absolutely. And we have been able to use a few of those items as well. Did you call Murray Kamek? 
I'm not too sure. What, I mean, that's something that is sort of dealt with by our coordinator right. who runs the office and sort of oversees the art department, and you know, she'll take that through legals. If listeners to this podcast are going, who the hell is Murray Kamek? Um, he was the editor of Rip It Up for years and years and years and years, and is still a, a pillar of our cultural society. Absolutely. Go and see his exhibition of V8 cars from the era. Okay. Um, one thing that I've heard people kind of uh, along the lines of art that we've talked to about Westside, it's one thing getting something that's period. It's another getting one that's suitably worn because the things that people keep are usually cherished and not shoddy. But people would normally use shoddy ones. So you really don't have shit cars. No, that's that's true. And How does this affect you? Well... It depends on sort of the character in the end. Um, if a certain character you'd expect to have a rusted out rust bucket, then we'll look for something that's sort of appropriate. Like, uh, But most of the time the cars are in very good nick yeah. and, and the people are really proud of them. Um, and I was really enjoyed in this series, we've introduced a few more Japanese cars, which I think is a bit more authentic. Yeah, I, You know, the gang should have those big V8s. But this, uh, this applies outside of cars as well. Yeah. Warm things look more authentic. How yeah. do you get stuff like tables, Pictures, che- well, I don't know, stuff. Right. Well, I mean, there's lots of ways you can degrade stuff. You can use a little bit of sandpaper. Actually, you know, say we get a, a board game, we've made one up, we want it to look like it's worn, you might run a bit of bleach over that, then oh, wipe okay. that off. You can get that sort of faded look. Yeah. Um, there's lots of little techniques. Um, you know, you can get a scenic guy or um, someone to apply paint or rust to a vehicle that it can be wiped off afterwards yeah. if necessary. Yeah. I really don't have a design eye. Uh, for period stuff, um, but I suppose furniture has to be the same uh, sort of rigor put to selecting that as well. Yeah, um, that is um, the dressing team sort of source all that, and I think they're they're really clever because you know you don't update your furniture every year, so no. we've got stuff that looks like you know the family could have had it since the sixties, yeah. and then there's stuff that's obviously more sort of seventies and heading towards eighties sort of furniture. Mm. Yeah, retro was was has always been in. Absolutely. So period isn't period. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to add a little a, a funny thing. Well, I don't know if it's funny, but um, you know the Egyptians and their uh, the little cat things that they worship. You know, worship yeah. this cat god thing. That only happened in like thousands of years before most of those cats were made. It was a real retro thing. Right. People thought, they weren't worshipping the cats, they just really loved the retro look of that old people, of the old civilization that right. used to like cats. And so they rebuilt them. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Tell you, absolutely riveted. <laughs> Exteriors. They're harder to nail because you run into institutional fashion. Things like gas meters, phone yes, booths, yes. cop stuff, money. Yeah. yeah, all of that is is quite difficult. And I think there's a we have a little bit of a budget to erase, you know, satellite dishes and stuff, but it's always more preferable if you can just shoot it and not have to have it touched in post-production. How do you shoot places with a, a sky satellite thing? Well, we have a very talented DOP, Marty Smith, who can make stuff look beautiful and somehow manage to exclude that visual noise, basically. Um, but, you know, there's a bus stop outside the West House. Every time we're there, we move the bus stop. Mm. And, um, you know, we'll stop. We'll be shooting across the road, so we'll, we'll stop the traffic so no modern cars are coming through. Um, 
we carried an extremely heavy phone box um, for most of the show that we could put over yeah. um, power boxes if they were small enough and also used as a, you know, a point for the gang to make their phone calls and what have you. Mm. Or, as I mentioned, I think it was with Marty, tap the phone. Yes, absolutely. The old, I think was it, you'd you take, had to reverse the number. Uh, so a, a six would be a four, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing I can imagine there's uh, a certain legal sensitivity to I think there's a law against printing your own money. There is. So how we got around that was we changed it. So um, there's a point in the show where you'll see a bit of cash. And um, it will look authentic, but if you were to hold that in your hand, it wouldn't feel authentic. Yep. And also, if you were to read it, it would not be authentic. The serial numbers are all the same, and there's a couple of letters that have been transposed. So that's how we got around that. Bank of New Guinea. Yeah. But... Um, in saying that, that money is now in a safe. It's put aside so it can never enter the, you know, the, oh, right. the currency. It'll, it'll never leave the SPP. I could burn it. Yeah. Oh, no, could it, could find another like series, the, maybe. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Any little extras that we could look out for? You know, nice little touches that might be hiding in plain view that you're kind of proud of. And you would like it if we saw and take notice. Well, took the, notice. There's a pack of um, playing cards, which I think are from the early 60s, which are of nude women, and it's all very tame by today's standards. Yeah. And that's something I, I think I bought in a, in a shop like about two decades ago, just been sitting in the drawer at home. Yeah. And it's just one of those great things. It's like, oh, we're doing this. So I pull those out, and the gang often play cards with these little nudie cards. And, Brilliant. Um, and I think a lot of people have bought in little things that, you know, their parents had that might have meant something to them, and you see them on screen. I'm, I'm struggling to think of particular items, yeah. but, you know, it's that show's dotted with a lot of sort of personal histories as well as just stuff that has been bought on Trade Me and, and what have you. You know, pictures that I've found in shops that I've had on my own wall for right. ages and are now on the sets. I'm interested in cultural extinctions of brands and things like that yeah. because they go away without um, a, a, a leaving party. They Absolutely. don't flag, this is the last of one of these sort well, of things. Well, the last VHS is going to be made in a couple of weeks, I think I heard. That has been flagged. Yeah. But what about the last filthy promotional calendar from your panel beater? Ah, oh, which your your father's dodgy mate would always have in his garage. Yeah. And you'd be quite stoked to bike over there on your chopper and, and to look at those breasts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's, it's, I've found one still alive in Christchurch. Of course. From 2015, yeah, but yeah. it's rarer and rarer yeah, and rarer yeah, now. Yeah. yeah um, Collinos toothpaste. Yep. I mean, the, and, and it's, you know, you, you find these little things and they just don't exist anymore. Some old sort of salad spinner, you know, that kind of thing. And it's a joy, like the uh, shop that Reed is working out of, the Galleria, um, which, you know, is talked about in Outrageous as mm. well, which I think is very, James is very clever. He's taken a lot of little things that you would never thought would tie into Westside and he's tied them in, in, a, in a really um, elegant way. Um, but that shop is just full of treasures, just little bits and pieces, and they're really nostalgic, but they do lurk in the background. I think the thing with these shows is it's got to always be about the actors. You know, we, we are serving them, we're serving their performance, we're not trying to overshadow them. We're not trying to be too clever. Yeah. To go, hey. You have to be careful of you that. You have to be very careful. You want to make it real. You know, you don't yeah. want to walk into a set and. Um, Show mad, off. Absolutely. Madman trod a very thin line of almost too stylish, but because of the world they were in, because of advertising, it worked. Wouldn't work for us. No. Yeah. 
like you said before, that fry pan that's brought out, that electric fry pan that's brought out, has to look like that's been used for the last couple of years. It you know? knows the smell of rice risotto. Absolutely, and pikelets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah good one. Because it is one of those things, the hard, if you try too hard, you fail. Yeah, exactly, which has been my lifelong mantra. Has it? <laughs> Not to try too hard. Not to try too hard. <laughs> okay, you can be thoroughly excused for anachronisms that turn up. They're always going to. Um, some people like to point and laugh at mistakes. But, I mean, it really does matter. We know the show looks good, but is there anything you want to fess up about? Like the fam- <sighs> the famous Downton Abbey uh, plastic water bottle sort of thing. It's really hard to think of specifics, and it's not like they haven't happened because I know they have. Inadvertently, there's the, you know can be stuff left in shot. Often that stuff is is fixed in editing. But um, I'm really sorry, Graham. I wish there was that funny thing I could say. You know, <laughs> episode six, I left my call sheet, and you'll see it in the back of shot, or you know, someone's cell phone sort of yeah. um, was there. But we've got a lot of people looking at a monitor, so when something like that does come up. Usually someone will notice it, yeah. um, and, and it can be fixed, and we'll just you know have another take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone hasn't noticed it, you wouldn't know how to point it out. Yeah. And if they had, it wouldn't have been in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And you would have had people, of course, there are these types. They write letters to the editor usually, um, and it's the equivalent. They go, I spotted this, and this was not of the period, and uh, it, this car had a bevel balance between 1978 and blah. Have you? We have. We, and it's it's not something that you go, oh my god, you know, we've made a huge mistake because we're shooting so fast and things inevitably we're going to get missed out. We. It's we, not actually about you. It's about them. I want to know what people complain about. Well, we had a, a gentleman contact us and he pointed out that in an exterior scene where the gang are meeting to discuss a job, that there was a factory in the background that uh, in 1981 would have been operating now. That goes. Well, and who's complaining that wasn't smoke coming out of it? Well, I'm not too sure whether that was the thing. I, I would suspect so because this building does have chimneys. And to be honest, I have no idea what it would have been manufacturing in the first place. And uh, it's, it's a level of reset you might expect from a huge American production. But for uh, a New Zealand company that's somehow managing to produce you know, two episodes in, in three weeks, um, I think we do pretty well. And, but I also love the fact that there's people out there who look into the show with so much detail, you know. As you were saying about cars, that's a big bone of contention, you mm-hmm. know. You've had a, the famously anal, the, yeah. car, the car people. What have you had? Well, number plates is a big one. And to be honest, we only have a certain amount of number plates because, you know, they had a different look back in the day as well. If you were to look carefully, you may sometimes see the same number plate on a, number plate on a different car. But... I think we did okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez, they'd complain at a funeral, wouldn't they, Mario? <laughs> they'd complain at a funeral. All right. Oh, well, this is all going to be good stuff for the compilers of the Mastermind questions in the future when somebody's specialist subject would yeah. be Westside and Outrageous Fortune drama series. Your time starts now. Hey, great stuff. Craig Wilson, thank you. Good thank luck. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, cheers, mate. And, um, and Anything else you want to throw in? Oh, just that um, the next two episodes are some of the best TV I've ever worked on, um, not because of um, what I was doing, but just because of the uh, huge amount of work and effort that went into it. And I think the public are really going to really enjoy, especially the last episode is a very satisfying thing, and it's very large scale. All right. Yeah. Craig Wilson, Art Department, thank you. Cheers, Graham.